Hello everyone, this is Archie Ottawa for my 5pm slot for Fresh Air Radio, but also my 19th show for my Sonic Transcendence podcast. And today I've got someone who I've known for a few years, but I haven't seen for a few years. So it's nice to have a catch up and also talk about some of the amazing music that he's producing at the moment. So his name is Theo Vernon, but his stage name is Tough Bear. Um, so Theo, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on my show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of weird being, um, you know, sort of talking and being so far away. It feels pretty futuristic, but you know, here we are. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's, been, uh, it's a bit of a blessing in disguise as technology through lockdown. If it wasn't for this, I'd probably, it'd be quite difficult to come across technology as good as this in person. Um, in it, exactly, yeah. Where's, where were you based these days? So at the moment I'm uh, studying. I've just started my second year at Bristol Uni. So um, I'm living here in Bristol and then, yeah, that's pretty much where I am most of the time. Uh, I'm living, my parents live like, not far from here, so I'm kind of back and forth, but yeah. Tell me a bit more about the music you're getting up to at the moment. So at uni, are you studying music or is it a side thing at the moment? Yeah, so um, I'm not studying music for my uh, like course, but I am doing, I'm probably spending like more time doing it. I'm sort of like obsessed at the moment. Um, and yeah, I did a lot of music at school and um like in my family music was quite a big thing so I've always had music around me but I'm not doing it like academically um I'm doing something else but yeah uh it's it's kind of taken over quite a lot of my time <laughs> it's like um a bit of an obsession at the moment and that's kind of thanks to lockdown too it's like with all that time it kind of kept me sane and so since that um period I've basically been uh letting it coexist with like my uni stuff and yeah it's that sort of balance that I've got going on at the moment um yeah and I think it does the music a few favors being um being a sort of recreational thing rather than something that I uh you know have to meet some serious deadlines with or you know uh being forced to do things on a like a syllabus that I might not like feel comfortable with doing so yeah it's sort of uh yeah it's not what I'm studying but it's what I'm spending a lot of time doing and taking very seriously <laughs> No, it's awesome. I think, well, for this, this has been my equivalent of doing something recreational with less deadlines and just more enjoyment. And for you, before you started doing the music that we're, everyone's going to listen to later today, you would you say you were trassic, classically trained uh, with certain instruments and also the singing? Or would you say it came about through you just wanting to learn a few instruments? Um, yeah, no, I definitely had the, uh, the classical uh, start. Like... Um, at school at like I think I'm not sure how old I was but quite young um I started out on like piano like doing classical piano and doing the grades and stuff you know and then I played um I played tuba as well for a long time <laughs> and did a lot of singing uh in choirs and things like that and uh I loved it all uh and I actually think it, it does like the music that I make now quite a lot of favors um in terms of like you know the harmony and all of that sort of thing but uh, the music that I make now is is yeah purely as you say like like picking it up and uh, having a go like I'd never played the guitar before lockdown and then uh since since lockdown I've been sort of getting a little bit um obsessed with that as well and yeah so that sort of like classical start at everything has kind of like bled through into uh 
the sort of like the music that I do now. And then also like a lot of it is down to music that I listen to. So it's kind of like uh, I, li- I listen to a lot of disco and funk and that sort of thing. And so it's kind of a, a mixture and like a blend of those two elements, the classical stuff and then the, uh, the other stuff. And yeah, kind of just Definitely. see what happens. I think the classical training from all the people I've interviewed before, whoever's had a, a classical training background has always been able to transfer it quite easily. How how right. difficult was it learning guitar over lockdown? Was it easy because you had a decent grounding of all the different skills, such as singing and playing the piano? Or was it like learning a new language? Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I've learned it yet. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'd say that I'm still very much a beginner. I pretty much learned like three different hand movements with, from like YouTube and that space, like hand positions, sorry, which has allowed me to like basically fiddle my way through like the sort of songs that I that I want to make but I'm by no means a guitarist but yeah like the um the classical stuff does help with that I actually played the cello for a bit like when I was younger and I gave up uh when I was like 13 but um it's actually crazy I thought that that was all gone but that that sort of that like grounding in uh in sort of I don't know the way your fingers work and and the sort of like the uh, coordination and of of the like the way your fingers should go across the strings and things like that they've all sort of transferred like quite smoothly it's actually like a bit of a blessing that i had that um leg up in cello and i think this is something that you can find with like all instruments like my brother is a um a trombonist and he is like pretty solid at like the trumpet and so even though he's never like been taught the trumpet it's just sort of these these things can like it's it's just crazy how quickly you can transfer the skills and see so, yeah, i'm finding that like a little bit with the guitar but it's still like a bit of an uphill battle i'm kind of like messing around with it quite a lot and just seeing how 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 it goes but have you relied on sort of like music tutorials because like i feel youtube has everything you need but is that is yeah. it as simple as that or do you have to just learn through your own ear it's so useful and I think it's such an important thing for like people of our generation to realize like no one's ever had like such a wealth of material and information literally like right there like everyone if you've ever got a problem with anything like to do with music production there's some little video with like some weird guy like on like I don't know with like 4,000 views who's just sorted out for you it's just like sick um and so yeah especially with like the guitar uh pretty much all of my um skill has been through like youtube and yeah i'm i'm very grateful for it but i don't know if you heard have you heard of um this artist called leanne lahavas no tell me more okay so leanne lahavas is like this really amazing singer songwriter guitarist uh and uh she's english i think she brought out an album earlier this year but um i've seen her live like a couple of times and like most of the people that I've got to know, I was introduced by like my brother, uh, my both both of my brothers. And she, I'm pretty sure she's sick at the guitar. If you haven't, you should listen to her uh, cover of, oh, what is it? Oh, I'll think of it in a moment. But um, her guitar is like, her guitar skills are sick. And I'm pretty sure she learned all of it from YouTube. She's like one of those, she's a bit older than us, but she's of the generation where like, she just learned the whole thing from home on YouTube. Or at least I think that's true. Uh, and yeah, that kind of thing really inspires me it's pretty sick no definitely i think people shouldn't criticize the the unlimited access to technology i think you if you don't use it then you're going to be left behind do you have you ever tried using ableton or is it just logic for you at the moment i've never used 
anything but i started on garage band <laughs> when uh, i was at school and stuff and so logic is pretty much just like garage band for adults and so um it was a pretty smooth upwards transition for me i'd be interested to try it I, to my knowledge i'm pretty sure they all work uh as exactly the same sort of they're all sort of basically the same tool but just with a different appearance and a different uh you know user interface and things and I, so I, I think it's just sort of like whatever you get used to is what you end up using so like i've just never really tried anything else let's hear some of your music for everyone listening i've obviously heard a lot of it already and maybe some of your friends have as well but would you want to introduce the first track that you would like to play first that would be a great way to start this show yeah sure um so i think we're going to play uh, a cover that i made um earlier this year uh of gypsy woman which is uh sort of like a club it's like a house tune i think but it's like by these i think it's by crystal waters and um yeah i just sort of was messing around as i did quite a lot uh sort of this year with with a few things and i uh yeah i just i made this cover and yeah see what you think Each year losing.
Bowser, Crystal Waters, Gypsy Woman, Special Tough Bear remix. That song for me has been one which got me really into all the club electronic music. It's such an iconic track. So it's nice to hear a little Tough Bear spin on it. Where, when did your music start to develop from? So, well, tell me more about your music taste and how it's changed to this present day. Um, right. Well, I mean, I've always really liked, I, I remember, I think like one of the first, like my first memory of, um, thinking like, this is my favorite type of music. This is definitely like the best music, like in my opinion. And I remember it just being like disco. I think it was something like earth, wind and fire or something like that. Um, and my mom's really into disco and, uh, yeah, my dad's like pretty much only listens to like, uh, classical music and like opera and stuff, which is also obviously amazing. But, um, for me, like the, 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 the disco was the thing that like first really resonated. So like since then I haven't really gone too far from that. It's pretty much like, or at least things that are very derivative of disco and like the sort of the harmonies that go along with that. And, um, that sort of upbeat nature of things. I really like funk music and soul uh, and more recently I've been listening to like, like there's this particular artist that is, I literally listen to all the time. It's this guy called Benny Sings and it's pretty much all, the, it pretty much encapsulates my taste to a T. It's like disco music or at least like it's, it derives from disco music, but it's really stripped down and often a little down tempo and just like, um, oh, sorry, a bit slower. And uh, it's, yeah basically anything that derives from like funk disco but also like a little bit poppy as well it's kind of what i've landed at at the moment but it kind of changes quite a lot like i i find it difficult to pin down when people say do you have a favorite artist or a favorite song or a favorite genre i find it pretty difficult to pin down or at least like find a a definite answer for that because it's kind of like a different one every week i'm sure you're the same in fact i'm sure everyone's the same uh dennis said just there's no such thing as genres just good music i think that's what he said i might be wrong but i think yeah. you just your ears are tuned to anything that sounds right and i think obviously it can be conditioned by genres but i think with disco it's a really good platform to be inspired for music production because it's my it's the type of music where you can listen to it almost anywhere in a club on a dance floor listening it to it casually on your own so it's quite yeah. good that you are a good one. What did you say? I couldn't <laughs> hear that one. Like just listening to disco when you're cooking is very good. Anything yeah. basically. Pretty much yeah, just like lifts you up. <laughs> yeah, human I think humanity just as a we like being lifted up, whether that's through like alcohol or just music. So I feel disco yeah. when you're cooking is you, you're not gonna get too stressed out if you're listening to something like Earth Wind and Fire. Has it? Has your digging? Do you no. dig a lot in terms of looking for what? When you're thinking of inspiration for your next song, which you produce on your own, is there anyone you look to in particular as an artist to inspire you? Um, it's kind. Of, I, it's. I am. I'm a bit like conflicted about this because, in many respects, I listen to a song and I like any song, and I can't help but think like, oh, if I if I did this, like I could put, or pull elements from this, and like imagine if I made a song like this and stuff. And that's really useful in, in, in many respects. But I also kind of, there's a downside to that in, the, in that like when I'm trying to make a song and I listen to something else halfway through, um, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. I can't like, you know, I, you, know you want to be like, 
original. You always want to you want to make something fresh and new. And so it's sort of a balance between taking all the good bits, taking the inspiration, and um, and also being careful to to not just recreate something. And it's something that like I'm pretty sure all producers and probably artists of all kinds struggle with is that like um, obviously we're all inspired by our favorite artists or our favorite sculptors or painters or whatever. But um, we also want to like leave our own mark on things, e- even if that's just, you know, combining two things that you would, that, that you wouldn't think should be combined or whatever. So yeah, I, li- I listen to plenty of different stuff while I'm making music, but I wish that sometimes I wish that I didn't listen to so much, you know, uh, and could really sort of focus on my own sound a bit more. But yeah, you know, it's sort of a, it's a two-sided coin. Definitely. The beauty and a curse of being an artist is something which I'm sure you all feel because it just takes one person to be a bit like, oh, you sound like, that song sounds like mine. And it just, it kind of undermines you with, without really having any credibility for it, which is annoying. Um, yeah, it takes away from it a bit, yeah. But it's, it's, it's the excitement of it as well because if you, you kind of know, I'm guessing you know when you're really happy with your songs. Do you ever, so whilst I've been interviewing a few DJs who are obviously slightly, who aren't maybe as classically trained or they just have a slightly different output of where they want their songs to be played, they have, they say they have a lot of tracks which are always unfinished. Do you have that already or are you always quite good at finishing your songs and getting them out there? Uh, I'm really bad at finishing my songs. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with those other guys in that respect. I'm like, there's so many little projects on my computer in of, of varying size and complexity where like I've just done something and I've been on the roll and then like you just reach like a dead end. And it happens to me quite a lot. Um, in fact, it's happened to me right now, <laughs> but like, literally like, before this, but um, yeah, like it's, it's kind of, it's a good thing though, because it means that I'm, I've got like a lot of things on the go and you'll, you'll find that like sometimes, or at least I find that, I'll be working on something for like maybe even months at a time. And I'm just like really, really like struggling to find the next spark of inspiration. I'll try to figure out what's wrong with the thing. And I just really can't figure it out uh, to the point where I'm just like, Oh, this give, I'll give, I'm giving this up, man. This is, this sucks. Like this, the song I'm in and I start something else. And then it's amazing. Even if you just leave it for a day or usually if like longer, if you leave it for a week or so, or even a month and you come back to something that you've forgotten about, uh it's amazing how quickly you can resolve what seemed to be like this insurmountable like huge wall of just like impossibility just like suddenly it's like oh yeah i just need to replace that uh that was easy and then like it just starts flowing again so yeah that's there like that's kind of when um making music is at its best is when you have that like flow when you're really like uh, i'm sure there's a good analogy for this uh let me think about this I guess, you know, sometimes like it just feels like you're, I guess, it's like momentum, I guess. Sometimes it feels like you're just really like stuck and there's nothing to go on. And then suddenly you're just like going downhill again and it's just like plain sailing and you can like make a song in a day. And it's, I don't think it's so much a, a practical or technical thing so much as it is like a, a mental barrier thing. Um, but, it's, it's something which you can't really put your finger on because when someone, if it's, it could be a question would be like, how how do you deal with those walls where your creative walls where you hit a barrier and you just don't know how to deal with it when when you when you're trying to explain that to someone who doesn't produce music it's not it's not tangible at all it's not there's no method to, to the madness that 
you know creates a good track or having left it for a few months so it is it's probably quite a nice feeling when you hit that downhill slope um so do you think you've been in a good momentum like the last few months and like all whenever you started producing yeah well over lockdown i was i was really um I was really going for it and I, yeah, I got a lot of stuff done. And I actually, in the last few months, I've been doing a lot as well. I've actually had quite a lot of technical problems this, this, these last few months. Cause I was like, I have, I've been working from this old laptop for like ages since I was like 15 and uh, it was pretty much on its last legs. And literally as of yesterday, I'm on like a new computer, which is quite depressing because it costs a lot of money, but like uh, it's, I'm, I'm very excited because it's going to improve, improve my workflow I reckon like tenfold. It's going to be really good. I'm glad to hear it. Let's hear another track of yours that you want to share to everyone. Um, uh, yeah, give it a share. Sure. Uh, yeah. So this is another. Uh, this is another song that I made. I think it was earlier this year. It's going. It's going. It's going further and further back now. But um, it's is a. I found this like while I was trying to when I, while I was learning to produce, I was trying to find these uh, like vocal only tracks like on the internet which are actually quite easy to find where you just like have just the singing from a song and you make a remix out of it and i found this um this one of come together which is like just john lennon singing and it's i was i was like struck by it it was i've never really listened to the words before to be honest and uh yeah i just i just started playing around with it playing like like keys along to his singing and just sort of tried to forget the original song and turned it into like a sort of my own thing and so yeah as you listen to music today i don't know if you listen to the radio a lot or if you listen mostly to records but what are things that you see that you think are good or bad well that's pretty general i like the disco music that's out now which is uh, great great music music
another remix there by Tough Bear. If that's what he likes to be called on. <laughs> so that was Come Together, Beatles remix. Quickly, Thea, I mean, I, I was reading a little bit about sort of this book called The History of the DJ. What's the difference? I've forgotten. What's the difference between an edit and a remix? Would you know? Edit and remix? You know what? I don't know, but I can have a guess. Um, I think often you get like, it's like a, there's something edit, right? Actually, I feel like they're probably synonymous or at least like they're probably not supposed to be, but people do like disco edits. I remember I made a remix for my mate um, Chaz a while ago and we were trying to figure out what to call it. At that point, I wasn't called Top Air. It was going to be like the Theo Vernon like remix. And he was like, why don't you call it like the disco edit or something? And I was like, yeah, that sounds way better. But then like, we, I didn't really know what it meant. And like, it was definitely a remix. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was an edit though. I, yeah, so it's it's a bit of a mystery to me. But um, do you know? Does it does it like do they like 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 describe it in the book? I'm trying to remember. I think remix. Oh, I think editing is remixing is kind of cutting out the good bits and putting in something new. Yeah, edits, edits is just lengthening it or just making it slight, keeping the same, keeping it the same, but. I don't know. Actually, there's yeah, little that's stuff. what I would think. Yeah, I, I, I think that that would make sense if it's just like instead of like taking away elements and replacing elements, it's just keep like staying true to the what the song sounds like, but messing with the structure and making it longer. Or like you know, there's there's a guy, there's someone on YouTube called like Reflex, the Reflex. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think it's just one guy. I'm not sure, but they they do this amazing. I think it's called like the Reflex revision or something like that or maybe it's edit they do a really good one of michael jackson um one of the michael jackson tunes in fact all of his are really good uh but yeah it's sort of just like instead of the song being like two and a half minutes it's just like like you have like rock with you but like it's like seven minutes long with like an amazing build-up where it's just the strings for ages and then like you know that sort of thing i guess that's an edit definitely that would be an edit for me because Having read this book, which is a really good book called The History of the Disc Jockey, it just talks about remixes definitely came later than edits. The edits were DJs sort of making, extending really good the good bits and reducing the bad bits of a right. song. The disco were probably at the time three or four minute tracks, but then these guys, these DJs in New York and, and also, uh, well, mainly New York, just lengthened the good bits just to keep people really happy and uplifted. So, so yeah, it's an interesting little difference that, yeah, that actually that, you you saying that reminded me of this like there's this show i think this tv show made by ba- i think it's baz lerman who made it called the get down uh i think i watched like, a couple of episodes of it like a few years ago where it's literally that there was like the first djs like just taking the best bit and like like making like a groove in the vinyl or something and then like they called it the get down and it's just yeah playing that bit again and again and people would do like verses over it and stuff and it, yeah, like I'm pretty sure that's the same thing. <laughs> I'm yeah, not sure. The get down, the get downs. Well, it's a semi-fictional program about the the rise of hip hop out of disco in New York, in Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. 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 That's it. Hip hop people. People now, if they didn't know, would think hip hop and disco are quite a distant relation in terms of music. But what happened was, yeah, the the scratching was invented. I mean, I'm not a huge connoisseur on it either, but disco came well hip-hop came about through disco which is weird because it's people just looking to scratch and also just editing and putting in good bits of each disco track together and then rapping over it. it's all kind of weird it's it's not something you'd think about hip-hop used to be just sort of about things you see day to day um yeah and just add 
disco good disco bits but it is weird how how connected all the music genres are yeah you don't even have to go like that far back to see that like i feel well nowadays it's pretty difficult to pin down where things are coming from it's kind of like genre is is far less of an important term nowadays i guess in many ways but like yeah that's fascinating to me that you know that sudden like uh that sudden like forging of a genre just like through just like messing around with disco on vinyl it's quite sick yeah genres are yeah i think there's always going to be a little conundrum it's like with anything when it comes to kind of periodizing history or periodizing music you kind of have to it's something to guide people who don't know as much about it i guess who don't know the subtle evolution of music so it's obviously going to be a guideline but um i was just thinking i've been some of your um, music videos, where do you like working best when you're producing? Oh, um, well, that's a good question. I feel like I haven't quite found that place yet. I'm, I'm right now. I've got almost stuff set up in my uh, room in Bristol, and it's actually really nice. As like, I think having a good view is important and things. But over lockdown, I was uh, sort of split between yeah. So those videos that I, I made uh, were yeah in this like room in my house at home like this it's kind of so like quite a big space with a window and stuff and that was really nice because there was a lot of space and like it was kind of far away from like like anyone else and that's quite good I sometimes find now I'm like in a house of eight right now uh, of like eight of like seven other students so it's quite noisy and stuff and not that the noise is actually the problem but it's more like a an issue of like me sort of you know, if you're like recording singing and you really want to go for it and make it sound authentic, nine times out of 10, it's going to be like not your finest work, you know? And like, uh, so it's like a sort of, it's a case of me kind of getting over being like, like self-conscious about what it sounds through the wall, what it sounds like through the wall, you know? Uh, and I didn't have that problem at home, but that's just like a stupid little thing that I should, that I'll get over. And like, obviously like it will, it will turn out all right. But uh, yeah, the setup that I had over lockdown was pretty sweet. I think the key was for me just being like a little bit more isolated, which is obviously <laughs> pretty perfect for the for the situation. I think also like I don't know if you've seen, you know, uh, Kevin Parker of Team Impala. Of course, yeah, big fan. Yeah, so um, there's like I think there's like a little video on YouTube where he's making um, currents, and it's like this like this video of him like in this setup and this ridiculous like view of like the sea probably in like, I don't know, like bar and bay or something. And, um, it's like so sick. It's like, it looks like the dream. So he's got all his instruments everywhere. He's like barefoot. He's like walking around. And it's just like, I remember seeing that and thinking like, whoa, like how could you fail to make like awe inspiring music there when you're like looking at that. And then like, but then I recently heard an interview of him talking about it. And he was like, I think, I think he said something like he, like he prefers to have, a really like mundane uh, sort of like bedroom setup, like when he was doing his early music, because if you can make music sound or inspiring there, then like, it's going to be amazing anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like a sort of, I don't know, you're not having much to work with there. Like, whereas like if you're working in like some ridiculous studio with amazing like views over London or something, then the music's going to sound better to you sitting there because you're like, you're being fed up. You're being fed all this sort of like beautiful, you know, scenery and everything. And, you know, to your average guy on the bus, like he doesn't have that. And so the music is not going to be, you know what I mean? It's like that sort of balance. 
That's a great that's a great idea. I've never thought about that before. I really want to talk about that a bit more because now I want you to I'd love to play the third track that you've chosen today, which is a pretty good one. Oh well thank you very much. Yeah, this one is uh the my like most recent uh song, I guess. It's the only song that I've written and produced and finished and put out there. So yeah, I'm 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 yeah, it's pretty uh pretty special one for me but um yeah it's called easier now i made it in lockdown and yeah see what you think <laughs> 